Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to It's a Bit Much with Lauren. Week three, podcast three. Who would have thought I would last this long? Not me, that's for sure. Um, well, it is 12.40pm on a Monday night and I am in a very, very talkative mood. I, When I say that, I mean I've been literally talking to myself for the past like two hours. So <laughs> I thought I should probably be making a podcast right now, not talking to myself not talking to the spirits amongst my house. So here I am. So last week, someone, I don't think they DM'd me, I don't know, but someone said, can you do a podcast about tattoos and your tattoos and your meanings? So here we are. Sorry for everyone who doesn't care, but I'm going to spend probably 20 minutes talking about it. So (laughs) strap in and I hope you enjoy. Now, I was supposed to actually talk about tattoos last week. So I have this notebook that I jot stuff down on. And I think I mentioned that last week, actually. But um, I just wrote tattoos and I didn't know what that meant. Like, I was like, what does that mean? Like, just tattoos. Okay, cool, Lauren. Tattoos. They're cool, I guess. But now I know I like my meanings behind my tattoos and just like tattoos in general. Lol. At least I know <laughs> what that means now. <laughs> I swear to God, every time I start recording, I need to burp. I need to burp every freaking time. Every fucking time I start recording, I press record, burp. Like, why? <laughs> I don't burp at all, ever, never. Is it like nervous burps? But I'm not nervous. This is the thing. I'm not nervous. I talk to myself constantly, so why would I be nervous? I'm just talking to a freaking laptop. Oh, it's ridiculous. Anyway, tattoos. Tattoos, Okay. Tattoos. Stop rambling on loan. Okay, so I have currently three tattoos. I like to say I have four just because one of my tattoos literally has about like 50 million stars around it, which I all got pretty much separately, but like I pretty much have three tattoos. So I love tattoos. Love tattoos. I have never seen the problem with tattoos. Like I get some people are worried about the permanent permanently I can't say that word but you know like they're very permanent and I'm someone who doesn't like permanent things I also don't like change but for some reason I love tattoos but I think the fact that they are so easy to get removed these days is ridiculous like I know this girl who had a full-on like half a sleeve of tattoos and she had to get removed and it took like two sessions that's not even that long and she said it wasn't even painful So, like, honestly, I think if you want tattoos, go for it. And, like, some people's excuses are also, like, well, some workplaces don't like them and, I don't know, you just look undesirable, I guess. I don't know, whatever the fuck that means. But, um, honestly, if your workplace, if your boss or you're in in an interview to get a job and they are, like, discriminating you against your fucking tattoos against art on your freaking body on your body keyword your body then why the fuck would you want to work for them anyway like they obviously are terrible humans so with shallow minds so why would you want to work for them question that and again back to the your body thing it is your body it is your canvas we say that like anyone can be sexual and anyone can do whatever the fuck they want to their body it's your body But then, like, why does that, like, not involve tattoos? Like, your body is literally a canvas. Like, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. 
you cannot tattoo and you don't care about getting tattoos, you don't want tattoos, that's fine. It's your body. If you want to fill your body with tattoos because you feel like that's what you want to do, then do it. Who cares? It's literally just art on your body. At the end of the day, if you're thinking, well, I don't want to get this tattoo because I don't want these people to judge me off this tattoo, then why are you getting that tattoo? You're obviously not getting that tattoo for the right reasons. If you want see this tattoo and you're like, well, I would love that to be on me for the rest of my life or for how many years, or I just want that to be a part of me, then get it. Like, that's why I have my tattoos. Like, people will always just, like, say, well, because I have the box. I have the rectangle, right? Which means, like, it's the 1975's symbol, the band, the, their symbol, pretty much, I guess. Like, it's, there's, the rectangle in itself has a lot of meaning. It's very hard to explain. My friend explains it very well, but it just, like, means a lot to the band and to the fans, and it's like a fan symbol and it's also like a band symbol it's just a lot and I love the 1975 I've been listening to them since I was 13 they've literally pretty much raised me on their music and I love them so I've got their symbol on my arm now look if 20 years down the road I decide not I don't like it I'll get either covered up or removed it's not that difficult people always go well what if you don't like them anymore like what if you don't like them in like five years I'm like well that doesn't matter like it's on my body I love them now so why can't I embrace that now it's just stupid like this whole argument about tattoos is so stupid like you live one life you have this body once why not get whatever you want done on your body done on your body while you are living like you're not going to regret it obviously if you really want tattoos you're not going to regret it Anyway, that was my little rant about tattoos. Um, my uh, Okay, so the meanings of my other tattoos. So I have a moon on my arm. It's very, it's like a one, like, you know those like single line tattoos? I did not design this tattoo. Now, there was some drama surrounding this tattoo when I first got it. So I, I took this tattoo from Pinterest. Okay, yes, I know that's probably not the right thing to do. I know that I should have, I mean, I did give the the artist who designed the tattoo credit, but she didn't put it on my skin. But she designed it and I gave her credit. But I got a lot of fucking hate for it because I stole her tattoo or whatever. And I know it's stealing art and I would not, if I was a tattoo artist, I, I, know, what they're, I know what they're talking about. Like if I was a tattoo artist, I would not want someone taking my art, putting it on their body and like not crediting me. But the thing is, I did fucking credit her and I'm not really sure what she wants me to do about it because it's on my body and it's permanent. So like what does she want me to do about that? But I get it. I get why she's mad. I wouldn't like that to happen to me either, but not much I can do about it. I credited her. I couldn't fly to New York. So there's that. So the reason I got it is um, because it looks pretty and it looks cool I get lots of compliments on it um and also it just like I don't know I've always this weird connection with the moon and I'm sure everyone says this and it is an actual like normal thing for people I feel like when you're growing up especially I get the most common one that people relate to is when you're in the car and you're driving home at night and like the moon seems to follow you okay well I was a very lonely kid and (laughs) And I don't mean to say that to like get pity or anything. Like I had friends, I guess, but I was just a very lonely kid. I talked to myself a lot. I, I mean, I was fine with being lonely. It's like I didn't realize I was lonely until I was like older. 
but I would, you know, talk to the moon. <laughs> so I sound like a fucking crazy person, but it's not in a crazy way, I promise. Like, I would, like, just, like, talk to the moon and just, like, a calm, chill little matter. I'd just be like, oh, hi, Luna, like, what's going on? And I'd talk to the moon, <laughs> essentially. But I'd also do that at nighttime and I like, because you can see the moon from my window and I would just talk to the moon or I'd be like, good night, Luna, or good night, moon, or stop. I was, now this makes me sound psycho, but I swear other people do this too. But yeah, so like I've always like felt this connection with the moon. And then last year I realized that I, my moon sign, which I touched on last week. And if you're into astrology, you'll understand. But if you're not, look it up. Um, my moon sign is in Cancer. So, and the cancer is ruled by the moon. So I have a very strong pull towards the moon, if that makes sense. Probably doesn't, but to me it does. So that's why I got the moon tattoo. I'm probably going to get like another moon tattoo. I, my like, my camera roll is like full of tattoo ideas of like moons. I also want like fairies. So I might get like a fairy themed moon, moon fairy situation because that's cute and I like that. I love, the, I love the moon, what can I say? My next tattoo is in red ink and it says always, now. Okay, this tattoo is probably my favourite. Now don't get me wrong, I love all my tattoos. I do not regret one tattoo. And I love the moon. My moon would probably be a strong second. But always just has a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of meaning towards it for me personally so the way I feel about the word always okay to sum up give a simplified version I will go through it deeper but to give a simple version for my brain to wrap around the whole thing because because <laughs> you know I get I get lost in my words my brain moves way too fast for my mouth so I have all these thoughts and they're just like gushing through my brain and then my mouth can't keep up and then my words get all mundle like muddled up and it's like I, it literally just happened then so I have to simplify it first and then go deeper. So, so, I think the word always has a deeper meaning to it than love. Let me explain. So, especially these days with social media and like just the, I don't know, Gen Z and whatever, we say the word love way too often. It's like you say it and it, like the word now to me has literally no meaning. Like, anyone could say, I love you, and I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I just don't care. Like, I mean, I know some people are genuine, and I know when someone is genuine when they're saying it, and that, to me, I care about. But, like, when people say, love ya, or love you with, like, the letter U, not, like, Y-O-W, oh, Y-U-W, yeah, that's how you spell it, Y-O-U, but they spell it just U, like, that means shit to me. When someone says, love ya, or love you, like that, nah, nah means shit and take that advice if someone says that they're either really emotionally cut off and need fucking therapy or um they don't mean it they're just being nice so (laughs) there's my advice um take it with a grain of salt (laughs) anyway so um the word always to me just has so much more meaning so because when you say I will always love you I love you always I will always love you always like, that just means forever. Like, literally means so much more than just saying, oh, love you, or love you, or I love you. Like, it just means so much more. Because you mainly, like, I will love you always. Like, for all of time, I will love you. I will do anything for you. I will love you for always. Okay, I know that is vague. 
And when I explain that to people, they literally have a blank expression on their face, and I get why. So I use, like, two examples from movies that can kind of explain it in a way. So the first one I use is Harry Potter. Now, if you haven't seen Harry Potter, it's going to be a spoiler alert, but, like, it's been out for, like, what, almost 20 years. I think you should have seen it by this point, so it's not really a spoiler alert. You should really get with the times. Um, so, Snape. Snape and Lily. Lily and Snape. Okay, Snape. He says, one of his really famous lines is that he will always love Lily. It's literally one of the things that he's, like, his character is most famous for. It redeemed his character, if I will, air, air marks around that. Um, don't get me wrong, I love Snape, but this is the only reason I love Snape. So he said he will always love Lily, and it's like a big scene with him and Dumbledore, and like Dumbledore's like, so it's always been Lily, and he's like, always. So just the emotion, the emotion, he literally went through so much, so much shit. He went through bullying, he went through like looking after this fucking dipshit of Harry <laughs> for like what 16 years um he almost died he was on Voldemort's side he was a spy he literally risked his life because he will always always love Lily like it's like a love that you literally just can't even fathom it's just like it's like an energy <laughs> like you just love them always unconditionally and you have literally no idea why that to me is why I love the word always and that's why I love it on my arm like I Love that word. Okay. The second example, which is very similar, is The Hunger Games. Now, I know, cringe, okay, like, don't judge me too hard on this one, but it makes sense when I explain it. So, Peter and Katniss, they say always, several times. And it's kind of the same concept. They love each other so much and, like, so unexplainably much that they will literally die for each other. They would do anything to protect one another for always. They literally always will love each other. Now, I know it's probably because they've been through, through trauma together and stuff, but it's the word, it's the meaning behind the word and why they say it for me, okay? <laughs> and so I hope that it makes a bit more light on it, but um, if you haven't, like, experienced that always type of love, like, I will, like, the type that you would literally die for them or, like, die for each other. It could be, like, a friendship. It can be, like, an, a partner. It could be for your family, I don't know, I hope it's for your family, I hope you feel that type of love for your family, but, um, like, it's just, like, an, a very unexplainable love feeling, like, you, like, don't, I feel like the closest thing I can really describe it to is, like, a soulmate, like, you don't realize, you don't understand why you feel this connection and this deep of a connection and love for this person, but you would literally do anything for them and you will love them always, that is why. That, ladies and gentlemen, is why I love that word, always. And it is on my arm forever, because I know I have the ability to love me, others, always. Boom. Now, onto another topic to do with tattoos. Now, whenever I see people with tattoos, I, like, always get jealous, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, I wish I had those tattoos, or I wish I looked that cool with those tattoos. But, like, oh, my God, guys, I burp again. <laughs> They just keep coming. I don't know where from. I haven't had anything gassy. Oh, whatever. Um, 
But like I see these people with these like awesome tattoos and I'm like, I want those tattoos, but I do not have the fucking balls to get them. But you know what? Fuck it. One day I'm just going to get them. There's like so many that I want. I literally want about 50 moon tattoos. Like that's ridiculous. Like I always like, okay, sue me. I know I just said I did a whoopsie by getting like the moon tattoo from Pinterest, but my whole Pinterest is full of tattoos and they're full of like whimsical, like you know, fairies and, like, a single line and just, like, moon tattoos and, like, sun tattoos and they're just fucking beautiful. And I want a million tattoos. But here's my dilemma. I never wanted, like, sleeves of tattoos. Like, I never wanted that because, like, that to me personally is just a bit too much for my body. I am very short and it would just look weird. Um, so <laughs> I didn't want that. But, like, I want – I didn't go on Pinterest or I see people and I'm like – holy fuck, I just want so many tattoos and it's like, I don't have space. I don't have space. I don't want leg tattoos. I don't want ankle. I don't want anywhere really but my arms and I'm running out of space. Guys, I am running out of space. I need help. (laughs) But I'm like, I've got like a whole arm free, but I'm like, I don't know. It's too much. It's like too many tattoos I want. It's going to be too much. But like, watch me do it. Watch me have a mental breakdown. You know how people have mental breakdowns and dye their hair? See, I am blonde, not naturally blonde. And I have take it's taken me almost five years, like, to get a really good blonde and, like, a consistent blonde. And it, it takes so much money and work to get hair dye out of blonde hair and to get back to a nice blonde. So I'm not risking my hair over some tiny inconvenience mental breakdown. Like, uh-uh, not doing that. So you know what I'll do instead? I will get tattoos and permanently mark my body. So catch me with like 50 million tattoos in the future after all my mental breakdowns. But hey, at least my hair will be healthy. (laughs) So lately I've really been into manifesting. And when I mean lately, I mean the last like year and a half. Now, I always used to think that I just sucked at manifesting because my manifestations were not coming true. I think I may have said this in my first podcast look I talk so much in my podcast but like I cannot remember a thing I say because there's just so much back and forth of like things but anyway so I used to think that my manifestations just like never happened because I just sucked at manifesting I have I did talk about this yeah I did talk about this in the freaking first episode anyway I'm going to continue so essentially what I mean is I am have been manifesting that this podcast and like just my social media presence and just my presence, <laughs> just just me, will you know really lift off because I am just not made for working. I'm not made for it. I'm not made for hospitality. I'm not made for retail. I'm not made for the business life. I'm just not made for it. And like some people will literally like be listening to this and be like, "No, you're just lazy." And yes, I am, and that's why I'm not made for it. Like, when I say this, I say this with so much. I've been working since I was 11. And my mum will beg to differ. She's like, I did not start working, like, getting you to work when you were 11. I'm like, yes, you did, Anne-Marie. Like, I have been working since I was 11. And I am sick of it. I'm only 19. I'm sick of it already. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. This shit sucks. Like, I just, I, I get so bored. I get so depressed. I get anxious I just like my mental health literally deteriorates and I know that it happens with a lot of people and I know that I have to work to earn a living or to you know 
get out of my parents' house. But, like, I just don't want to. <laughs> like, there's, like, oh, my God. Like, I quit my job in hospitality about two weeks ago. And my mum has already been hounding me to get another job. And literally the thought of me getting another job makes me so sad and anxious and just makes me, like, I go back into a dark place. Like, ever since I've just been free of this job, I've been so happy. I've just been back to myself. Like, especially the last two years, I've just been so dark and not me. And, like, I can, I feel my personality. And, like, because I'm a very outgoing person, as you can probably tell. I, like, talk a lot. I'm always happy, usually. I'm positive all the time and like it's just like I'm never really negative and the last like two years I've just been so negative and just like my personality is like like deteriorating like I would never be funny anymore like I just and, don't like, like, talk to anyone I just I like ever since I quit I my job and like the uni's on break at the and, moment like, so we're not really that's all just because I've been heavy on the uni and, like, I've had to work with my mental health work on TikTok have like work like go to work make money be stressed about money um, have a somewhat of a social life, also do full-time uni, all the while I've moved out of my parents' house when I was, like, what, 17? So, like, that shit is hard, man. I'm exhausted. And I know that people do this, like, every day of their life, and those people are troopers. They really are. I don't know how you do it, but I think I am just made for, like, social media. Like, really. Like, I do a media degree. So maybe I should just, like, do media as my job and stop fucking around in hospitality and so on where I'm depressed and, you know, not myself. And, you know, podcasts is still work because, like, you're working technically if it's your job and you're earning money. But I, don't, I wouldn't see it as work because I love talking about my issues. <laughs> I know, no, I just like, I like talking. So, like, and I like helping people online and I love helping people with confidence and help feeling better about themselves and just like being them so I wouldn't view it as a job I'd just view it as like a hobby or something that I'm interested in which is how we should all live life so I just I have been manifesting like my social presence and this podcast and everything just like being successful not for money reasons like I'm not in it for money reasons or anything or like fame or anything just because I love doing it and I would rather work and do something I love than like work in retail or hospitality or do part-time uni or being a nanny or something where I'm like depressed and hate life like I don't want to hate life like I'm young and like I I want to enjoy life because like who knows where you're going to be tomorrow or who knows what will happen in the future like I want to enjoy life while I'm living in it and I feel like I just can't do that if I'm tied down to like a job that I hate but I feel like some most people can relate especially people my age and and who feel lost and just don't know where they fit in or what they are doing here so like I know to some people who especially are working and you know have jobs and are you know being successful um they, this could probably come across as I'm just being lazy and I'm being privileged, which I'm very aware that I am privileged, so there's that. And I know that some people literally are very not privileged, so I'm very grateful that I have a choice. I mean, I don't really have a choice. Like, my parents are really pushing me to get a job, and I should have a job. I always feel the guilt that I need to have a job. Like, I, I grew up 
poor. So I've always had that money struggle and I've always had that anxious feeling of like, I need to save money and I need a job and I don't have enough money. I need to save. I need all this money. So I have that in my brain, keeping like going, like making me feeling guilty for not having a job. Like I've had a job since I was 11. I've literally, this is the only time since I've been 11 years old that I have not had a job. So I had, I feel very guilty and very weird not having something to go to or something or something to fill my days up. Like I'm very used to a routine, like having planned, structured days out. And right now I have like no structure, which I think I need for myself, for like my mental health and just like to become me again and like find myself a bit more. This sounds so much more spiritual than I intended, but you know what I mean. But also I just... I know this might sound wrong and like I just want kids like I know I'm 19 but I'm just like I know I am meant to be a mum like my friends listening to this will be like Lauren shut the fuck up like (laughs) I can't even look after a rabbit yes I can I just have other priorities rather than a fucking rabbit and I, I feel like I will love my kids more than a rabbit I'm sorry like I will look after my fucking kids like I'm not gonna let them fend for themselves I just know that I am meant to be a mum like and I know like I mean, actually, you know, no, fuck this. Like, I was going to say a whole feminist thing and, like, I'm very grateful for them for, you know, like, especially in the 70s and the 80s and the 60s and the 20s and for what they've done. But, like, the whole thing about the feminist is, like, it's choice. It's about your choice. If you want to work, there's a choice for you to work. And that, and if you don't want to work, there's that's your choice too. So, like, my choice is to be a mum. And I'm not built for the workforce. I'm just not. Like, I don't have that brain. I don't want to be there like I don't feel like I want to and not that doesn't mean I don't want to work at all and I just want to be a mum but I don't want to be like just just working and like not like not really taking care of my kids or like leaving my family life for like later on in my life like I want kids not now but like in a few years like I want a family and I just want that and I want to have a chill job and just I want a chill life like I just want to be like chill not like high need to like like high what no well I do want to be high but (laughs) I want to like not be in like business suits every day and going to the office and working in the city and gotta have all that highest salary that you can get like I don't want that that's not not what I want like I want to like enjoy myself and then have life and like have love and have kids and have a family and like have a job also but you know a job that I like which is what I'm doing at uni, but you know, you know what I'm talking about, so that's what I want, guys, I don't know how the fuck I got onto that tangent, but you know, anyway, (laughs) speaking about kids, now, this, this is a topic, sex ed, did your fucking classroom or your school teach you sex ed, because I swear to god, my school did not teach me sex ed, Well, anyone in my school, I do not remember ever learning sex ed. Like, I remember that maybe when I was in grade eight, grade eight, like we were maybe 14, 13, they taught the top class of my year group. So there was like, I think there was like four classes and they taught the top class one lesson of sex ed, one lesson and only one class. I never, and I was not in the top class. I, I never remember learning about sex ed, like, ever. I remember we learnt one period about menstruating, but that's not fucking sex ed. That is biology. 
Like, <laughs> I do not remember this. And like, it comes in, I don't know where this conversation came from or why it's on my mind or why I wrote it down. I, you know, I need to start writing down where these conversations or where these topics come from because I never freaking remember. But like, I know a lot of people who just like, are not sexually healthy. And I don't say that in like a mean way. Like it's it's not a mean way or anything. It's just like we and this is like pretty much everyone I know. Like it's, we just like have never really been taught what the healthy ways to have sex are. Like they go like oh just wear a condom. It's like sometimes that's just not an option. Like everything's just too in the moment and like you just like there's no time to put what like and then like then what the fuck do you do? Like also like birth control like I'm not going on birth control and why is that only a female option like why are just women expected to be on birth control birth control fucks me up like I got fucked up on birth control and I'm off it now and I'm never going back on it not for no one like <laughs> if I get pregnant that's that's not my problem that's all oh, well, it is my problem but <laughs> it's not my fault teach men how not to fucking jizz like all of a sudden like teach men different ways why don't men have birth control like teach men better it's all i'm saying like why is it always a woman's fault like why is a woman always dependent to have fucking birth control or to be prepared or like to not be on their period like fuck this like i'm done like this is why don't they teach you better sex ed and teach boys better sex ed like <laughs> It's beyond. Like, men usually, especially at my age, are usually the ones that don't want the kid. And you know what? If they do get a girl pregnant, they're not going to... Like, most of them don't want to stay, or some of them don't stay at all. So, like, why do the women have to face the consequences of having a kid, an unwanted kid, when it, well, you know, it wasn't her fault that the guy didn't wear a condom, or that he jizzed in her, or, like, you know, he couldn't control him fucking himself. Like... And, like, I know that there's male birth control out there, but so why are they not promoting it? I don't, like, why don't they promote, you know, birth control to men? And I know they can do it. Like, they can, if they can make a vaccine for COVID within, like, a few months, I think they can make a birth control for men. It's like, why don't they promote men to get birth control when, like, from studies, they're the ones that really don't want the kid anyway. So, like, why... Don't men have birth control and why are women just expected to have birth control? Like, I know it dates back to, like, old concepts and opinions that, you know, women, about women and stuff. But I just, it infuriates me that no one knows about sex ed. And essentially what I'm saying is no one teaches you sex ed. I do not remember learning sex ed at all. Like, at all. Like, I don't even know how I learned all the stuff I've learned. Like, where did that all that knowledge come from? Like... Not school. It wasn't my school. Like, but, like, even it's just not because I went to a public school, too. Like, I know private schools are even worse. Like, they don't even teach you anything. So why aren't they teaching anyone anything? And, oh, it's ridiculous. And you know what? That's funny, though. The the top class who learned about sex ed, that one lesson, in my grade, none of them have had kids. But the lower classes there have been people who have had kids and they did not get that sex ed talk. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, where the frick is the sex ed? Like, I don't know if they don't teach us it because they think we're immature, but, like, I think people need to know what it is. Like, I, yes, we might laugh and we might giggle. I still might giggle if I heard anything to do with sex. I'm almost 20 years old. 
and I will still laugh if someone says penis. Like, it's, it's funny. So, like, obviously, you know, 13-year-olds are going to fucking laugh when you say penis into vagina. Like, obviously, they're going to laugh. So just freaking teach people. And that is my rant on sex ed. I should really get guests on here so I can, like, banter off people. Because I usually, I like, I see myself just cutting off a conversation, like, when I've had nothing else to say on it. So I feel like I need people to, like, you know, bounce off. But I only have one shitty output for my mic. So <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> but all I can say is, even if you're in a rush, wear a condom because you don't want any STDs. Not that I have any. I do not have any, for the record. Please. Oh my god, I do not have any. And I've never had any. Not that you should be ashamed if you've had them. But I've never had any. Let me state that right here. But we do not want these little STDs, little non-sex ed little creatures running around. Okay, I'm going to shut up now. So guys, I've run out of things to talk about. And I love how I've ended the podcast episode on... I don't have STDs. <laughs> but <laughs> I've run out of things to talk about. I don't know what else to talk about. So I shall end the podcast here. Um, I'm not doing the fucking outro. Look, I know I've been having some comments on the outro. I am not doing the outro. That is embarrassing. I am not doing it. And you know what? It's shameful. I don't want... <laughs> I really don't. It's so cringe. I do not want to do it. So there has to be another way for me to end this. So see ya. Like, bye. See ya next week. Tune in next week. See ya. Bye. Okay. Yeah, okay. See ya. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to It's a Bit Much. Like... By this point, we're three episodes in, and I think you can tell it is a bit much. These episodes are a bit much. Henceforth, the name of the podcast. Anyway, goodbye, guys. See you next week.